If you're ready to get honest answers on all of your health and fitness questions and learn how to hit your goals smarter and faster, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Gym Geeks Radio. Welcome to Gym Geeks Radio. My name is Chase. I'm your host, health club owner, and personal trainer guy who tries to help average people get in the best shape of the life, be the happiest they've ever been, and just crush whatever goals are ahead of them. And somebody who does that every single day without fail at an alarming rate is Mr. Ryan Husband, our guest on today's podcast. He, he came in for the weekend, hung out. He's a good friend of mine, and I could not wait to get him into the studio um, just to give you guys a look into this dude's day-to-day and some of the practices and and things that he does, the habits that he has throughout the throughout the day, throughout the week that make him such a high-functioning individual, just a, an incredible physique, incredible character, just a wonderful person to be around and hang out with, very encouraging, um, and is crushing it in business as well. So if you're interested in anything, if you want to be a, just a good person, if you want to have a great physique, if you want to have a successful business, this episode is going to be for you. Now, uh, Ryan is the owner of LRX, which uh, is, has been the sponsor of the podcast for the last couple months. Um, and like I said, just absolutely crushes it in every area of life. And I was making mental notes through this entire conversation, just learning a lot from him. So I'm very, very excited uh, for you guys to listen in on uh, my conversation with Mr. Ryan. And before we do that, we got to give not only a continued shout out for him, but his company where we would get uh, 15% off of all of their incredible apparel at lrxapparel.com. You just got to use code for you, F-O-R-Y-O-U, for 15% off at checkout. Make sure you follow him at Ryan Husband, I believe it is, on Instagram. Just search his name and his company, LRX Apparel, at LRX Apparel on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And make sure, of course, you're following Jim Geeks Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jim Geeks Radio. And without any further ado, here is the wonderful conversation with the even more wonderful human being, all-around great guy, businessman, incredible athlete that makes me feel bad about myself sitting across from the desk from this dude. Man, the biceps on this fella. Anyways, here is our conversation with Ryan Husband. Welcome, everybody. We have a special guest on today's episode. You guys have been hearing me talk about him uh, for a couple of months now. He's been a longtime sponsor of the podcast. has given me tens and tens of cents uh, to <laughs> as a sponsor of the podcast. Young entrepreneur, um, all-around great guy and owner of LRX Apparel. Uh, I would like to welcome you guys uh, to Mr. Ryan Husband. Ryan, welcome to Jim Geeks Radio, buddy. Thanks, brother. Looking forward to it. Have you had a, had a good time today? Been kind of out and about in our tiny little hometown here and uh, getting at that, uh, what you call it, a big city feel in the small town? Oh, absolutely, man. It's been pretty <laughs> awesome. Got a good pump in this morning and getting after it now. So. Yeah, I got to do some bodybuilding style training rather yeah. than uh, probably not re- probably not used to that very often. Yeah, well, I mean, every once in a while when I have a brother that does bodybuilding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so uh, we got a good workout in and uh, wanted to um, bring Ryan on the podcast today. He has some, some really unique uh, perspectives and, and insight in the fitness industry. He's definitely been around, been around the block a time or two and... Um, you know, we've said it you know many many times on the podcast is the industry um, sometimes unfortunately is full of um, some sleazy people some people after your money some people that really don't care so much about whether or not you're successful but there is also a great great deal of wonderful people who um, care about nothing more um, than seeing other be other people being successful and one of the ways Ryan has done that is through uh, his apparel company, LRX, and I, I've mentioned a few times already in the podcast through the innovative ways um, that they really just help people live their best life. Um, so I'm going to let you kind of take over here in a second, buddy, and just kind of tell us our story. And, and um, hopefully people get great, great value of not only hearing your story, but hearing uh, some of the ways that um, you approach fitness and, and wellness in general and, and how they can apply those things to their own life. So if you uh, would, so you started off LRX in your college dorm room, what, your junior year? Yeah, man. Uh, college house, junior year of college. Um, just had a passion for fitness and a passion for impacting and encouraging other people to live their life 
the best way possible um, and kind of kept it rolling from there. It's been an enjoyable time. We're, what, three years in now, just celebrated three years, so. And, that, I mean, how much has it grown from, uh, you know, we were just talking a few minutes ago, writing every shipping label out by hand, taping <laughs> it all up and yeah. taking it to your post office yourself. I mean, that's pretty substantial, man, versus uh, where you guys have come so far. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were talking earlier, I didn't know how to even ship a package. <laughs> and then uh, we get into it now and, you know, um, packaging orders and sending them out and actually knowing what we're doing there. So that's uh, at least one big step right. in the last three years. Um but yeah, I mean, it's been cool to see how it's grown and see how we're uh, continuing to move forward and have progress in the business and just impacting people. So, what are the uh, what is one of the like some of some of the steps that you've taken? I know um, a lot of times where I've struggled in business has been looking between that gap between you know we have all this all these resources in terms of getting our business off the ground and it's like man you should get finance this way or you should launch this type of an audience and build an email list and there's all these like resources available how do you get started but then there's also um you know people that talk about when you have a million dollars in the bank and what kind of stuff you're stuff to do there but there's always i just see, personally feel like there's such a gap for those people who it's like okay you're two years in Mm-hmm. you're kind of successful right and it's like you have some small roadblocks and like you you come to all these um kind of like whys in the road where it's like do you go this direction that direction have you had any experiences or things that you've found to be true that have just really helped you grow as a company um just as a small company so you got it off the ground you started yeah. in a college dorm um you know started really just building an audience and things started to roll was there any kind of like moment of truth where you're like, I'm going to take a leap, I'm going to dive in, or was it more of a gradual process? Yeah, man. I mean, I was listening to a podcast actually about six months ago or so, um, and this is something that really really resonated with me. It was uh, Craig Rochelle's Leadership Podcast. He was talking to Michael Todd. He's a pastor of Transformation Church. And Michael Todd, um, he was telling a story um, about this guy that came to him when he first started pastoring. And he said, Michael, I don't know if you can lead me. And he said to the guy, he said, listen, I understand I'm younger than you, but um, I vow to never stop progressing and growing every single day. And when I heard that, I realized as a leader, I think it's important that we we make that vow to never stop progressing. And if we're constantly growing, we're going to build um, just impact and influence in the communities of people that we grow with and build with. Um, and if we vow to never stop progressing, we're going to see progress not only in our own lives, but also in the lives of the people that we're leading and encouraging. So I think that's the biggest thing, because when you first start, you have no clue what we, what you're doing. And we talked earlier, <laughs> yes. like you look six months from now and you're going to look back at this time, even at, at a time when you thought you knew what you're doing. Um, and you're going to say, man, I had no clue what was going on or what I was doing here um, at that time. And just to vow to never stop progressing and having the humility to say, I'm going to grow every single day, whether it's, you know, just one percent better every single day or whatever it may be. Um, and having that humility to say, I'm never going to be the best, right? right? I'm going to be a better version of myself tomorrow than I was yesterday. So do you think that that's something, obviously humility, humility being a value that uh, carries over into every single aspect of our life, but what would you say to an individual that, so that this is, I don't know, you're going to be kind of speaking to me. So mm-hmm. I'll be maybe getting a little bit stuck with, uh, whether it be with, it seems to happen at the same time with right. fitness, with business. And it's like, I know those keys. I know I'm sp- if I just do something and get a little bit better each day. And like, I know net, when you look over the course of the year, um, that's going to make a big difference. It's just like, you know, we tell people very, very often in our health club, like if you just show up, you know, three, four days a week, right. you're not going to be the same person in six months. Mm-hmm. But those chunks seem so small and insignificant is there anything then your brain that has kind of clicked where you're like man I, i'm you know this doesn't feel like it's doing anything even though in the back of your head you know you really do know mm-hmm. and understand that it's doing something how do you motivate yourself to kind of like just do those tiny little things is it habits is it you know something that you mm-hmm. you know like a mantra or something that you use what is it that helps you continue to just stay persistent in the, in those pursuits. Right. So consistency over time equals growth. Um, I think if we understand 
that if we put some, if we put time into something consistently, we're going to see growth. It doesn't matter what we do. It's the compound effect. Um, I think Darren Hardy, he wrote the book, The Com- Compound Effect. Yeah. Such a good book. It talks about your money. It talks about your habits. It talks about the resources, the way that we put energy into things. And we will see, um, over time, we'll see growth if we have that consistency into something. And that's something that I've been focusing on for such a long time. Maybe my growth... You know, people say, you know, somebody, my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, they became an overnight success in 10 years, they became an overnight success. Yeah. It took them 10 years to overcome, become an overnight success. And it's actually kind of funny because people look at overnight success, people that are having overnight success as, wow, that took them nothing to, to get there, but they didn't see all the, the time they put into and all the energy and effort they put into for 10 years to be able to get to that point. So consistency over time equals growth is something that's been such a big baseline for what I do and and how I communicate with people to encourage them to keep moving forward. So one of the things that comes to mind whenever you you talk about just consistency over time, especially the overnight success. So what people hear when you say something like that, a lot of times is, especially when you're speaking towards like, you know, your health and your fitness. So you're not obviously going to turn around and and look like Schwarzenegger overnight or even in 10 years, maybe. So if you hear somebody hears that, like, well, that's what I want. I want to look better. I want to lose weight. I want to feel better, whatever. Uh, But they hear you know, it just need, it takes consistency and time, which, you know, for somebody who's worrying about it being a ton of work, that may be encouraging, but most people are worried about, they want that instant gratification. They right. want that. I want it now. So there's a little bit of discipline thing there. And there's a little bit of, um, like you said, humility. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. But I think what a lot of people, uh, don't realize is that it's not the fact that you have to wait and wait and wait and wait for 10 years to get the glory. Mm-hmm. It's that, that process along the way. Could you talk a little bit about the, just the process and how, um, it has molded you and shaped you. I know we talked a little bit earlier about not being ready for what our next step is and we could take it. We could, yeah. bo- and I think both of us right now in our business could take the next step, but maybe right. not ready for it. So talk a little bit about just the process maybe, um, that you've noticed with LRX and some of the things that hurdles that you could have jumped, but didn't and, right. and taking your time was, was a good thing. Dude, it's always about taking your time. I think, simplicity is a really big aspect of how I've really shaped my business over the past six months. Cause I always try to do so many different things at once, but if we find simplicity in the small things and the, the little tasks and the day-to-day responsibilities that we have, and we realize that if we trim everything back, whether it's financially, whether it's the amount of training, whether it's how we eat our food or consume anything in our life, we're going to be able to see a lot more growth because we're not doing so many different things at once. So if I look back at the process of my business, you know, starting in, you know, my college house and then moving into an office space in my college town, being there for, you know, four to five months, coming back home and being in my mom's in my mom's basement and then moving into a single wide trailer and then now into an office space. You see over time that um, the process is so important. And then I think simplifying our process in our day to day and the way that we approach anything and everything is so, so important. Um because that's going to allow us to really make steps forward where we wouldn't otherwise be able to if we didn't really enjoy the process. Um, and enjoying the process is so important because if you don't enjoy the process, you're thinking about maybe the past or you're thinking about the future. And where are you able to be present in the moment where you're at? Because you're never going to be at the, the moment that you're at right now, right? You never will be at that moment again. Um, and if we look at the future, we forget about where we are and where we currently are. And you can make the most impact you can make a great amount of impact in the future, but you can make the most impact where you are right now because that's where you are. Absolutely. So one of the things with that, you know, learning to love the process and, and just staying where you are. And, and one of the things you said uh, is that you're going 10 different directions kind of, right. um, you know, you, you're moving a lot. You're doing a lot of things, but the net result is kind of stagnation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where, you know, personally, I found myself a couple of times in my in my fitness journey, trying to be a powerlifter and a bodybuilder, and also being really, you know, great endurance like condition with my endurance. Like, and then you know, have all these different modalities kind of coming in. It's like, man, if you would just focus on getting stronger mm-hmm. for the next year, and then how that could leverage, you know, maybe your training when you switch to different training styles. So there's even applications there. Um, but like in business, for example, it's like, mm-hmm. do I learn, you know, right now, if I just look at like, and, and this is one thing that I'm starting to get a handle on, and I think it's going to be very, very helpful for us is just, I'm learning a lot about email marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing, um, you know, adding two new services to our health club, which mm-hmm. really should be a 
three, four month long process, right? Like just worrying about those. And then, you know, trying to do your day-to-day upkeep, doing personal training, trying to grow the podcast. Like when you do those seven different things. So in business, it's very clear. It's like the revenue goes down and you just don't grow as fast. And and the operator as a person, you get run down really, really fast, right? right? So but when we apply that to our health and our fitness, it's like, man, we're, we, you know, especially as a new person. So if you can imagine like what that would look like, you know, as a young entrepreneur, you're, you know, you're still in your college dorm, putting all that stuff <laughs> on you all at once. I mean, you'd be completely overwhelmed, right? right. There's no way if I threw, um, you know, what is it? Calavo? Clavio. So if yeah. I, I threw Clavio, it's, it's Ryan's email marketing uh, platform that he uses. If I threw you into that and I said, hey, dude, you're going to do this campaign, um, that, that's going to make you a lot of money. And also I need you to learn how to do this video. You'd be overwhelmed, right? Oh, absolutely. You'd be like, you probably, you know what? I can't do this. You might even convince yourself, like I'm not cut out to be a business owner. Obviously right. you are very, very successful. But when we, we do that in our, in our own health and fitness, a lot of times, how many times do you see somebody it's like, all right, I'm going to knock out my whole diet. I'm going to start working out. Right. I'm going to get my sleep schedule changed. It's like, just pick one thing mm-hmm. and give it six months. And where people get mixed up is again, they're like, well, that seems like it's going to take forever. It's like, no, the the process along the way becomes better and better and better because you're just adding skills to the toolbox. And now you do know videography and you do know uh, a little bit about email marketing and you do more about your communications and your shipping's more efficient, Mm -hmm. but you tackle those things one at a time, just like with our health and our fitness, we have to tackle those things one at a time. So speaking of tackle things, one of the time you've recently taken, uh, your, your hours down as a coach. Yeah. Uh, so just give us a little bit of background, uh, some of the stuff you've done in terms of, uh, coaching. Cause I know you've done that for, for quite a while, just to get a little, little history on you. Yeah, man. Well, it's been, uh, probably four or five years now that I've been coaching. Um, I have my CFL one L2. Um, I actually, I started off by coaching adults and then got into coaching teens as well. And I was head coach of the teens program at our gym for a while and was just trying to build a program where I could develop people from, you know, not people that were coming in, kids that were coming in as athletes or kids that were coming in, had never done fitness before. And just seeing that growth. Um, and over time, I think it's important to focus on the things that we're most passionate about because you, again, we just talked about earlier, the aspect of multitasking and trying to do so many different things at once. And I felt like my effort wasn't, you know, all in, 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 in my coaching and my effort wasn't all in, in my business. I was like half, halfway in, halfway out in multiple different places. And I had to realize I need to be focused on something and have my effort in this place so that I can be most beneficial and have, bring the most value to it. Um, love coaching, love training people and just being able to make an impact and seeing how people grow, but trying to find that balance as well in my life as I transition into a new season of life has been really important for me. Um, but yeah, training it has been a huge part of, of what I do and it kind of started the desire that I have to impact people and help people grow. Um, but I think we all can do that in any areas, whether we're a coach or a trainer or we're a business owner or just somebody that goes into the gym to work out and we happen to have a really great conversation with somebody at the gym. Like we all have the opportunity to make an impact and um, encourage people. So, And what are some of the ways, so we talked about this on a Zoom call. I know you had kind of a good idea, some things you may do um, with different collections with, uh, with the LRX. Um, but how have you transferred that over you know, being, that's one of the greatest things about being a coach or a trainer is it's so gratifying and it's like, it's right there in front of you. You get to see it every day. And it's like, you know, I, you know, as a health club owner, and you know, being in the fitness space, it's really easy to see when you have an impact on somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and sometimes it's few few and far between, right. You struggle with people for two, three, four years, and then you see the progress picture that you hear that, you know, they've made health or make progress with their mental health. Like we get that a lot. So like, but transferring out of that. So I personally, I see if I just jumped on board with my wife doing bad batter cookies online, (laughs) may not see the gratification, right? Like how would we help people just, you know, selling cookies or something? So, um, I would think personally the same thing. Like if I started selling apparel, I'd be like, you know, how am I impacting people? Mm -hmm. And you're doing that in a very real way. Could you talk about just kind of like your philosophy, how you're going to, you want to continue to help people grow and impact people through your, uh, through your apparel brand. 
Yeah, so every collection that we come out with has a particular story behind it that encourages progress um, in our customer's life. Um, so just to give you an example, um, we recent, we're coming out with our abandoned collection here this week. And as, as the seasons change and as weather starts to get a little bit colder here um, in, in Ohio and in the area that we're in, um, we see a lot, a very big increase in mental health issues and depression and anxiety that comes as a result of not seeing the sun as much. Um, and so we come out with a collection in the fall that just encourages people that they're not alone, that they may feel like they're abandoned or, or let down or uh, stressed out in these times of life. But we come out with this a collection to encourage people that they're not alone, that there's people around them that are there to help them, whether it's our community or there's other people out there as well that they can impact or be encouraged by. So we create collections that, uh, tell stories that encourages people towards progress in their life. Um, and that's one way that we take, you know, my perspective in fitness and such being such a beneficial thing is having that community of people around you and saying to everybody, this is, we are, we are a community here that can encourage you, that encourages you to, to grow in your life. So obviously that's one way as we go out to events and have conversations with people, we really seek to have intentional conversations with people get to know them, get to learn about them, get to see who they are because if we're able to share a little bit about us and hear a little bit about them, that's going to see a lot of growth because we're going to have conversations that are very in-depth. And that's when you see the most most growth is when we have those really deep conversations with people. Um, so those are a few ways that we do things. Um, just always trying to be an encouragement. If I have a conversation with somebody, whether it's in the grocery store, whether it's you know at the gym or anywhere, my goal as a business owner and also as a person is to say, I want to leave my conversation with them making them feel better than they came into the conversation. Because if I can leave an impact on them, what it's going to do is it's going to build this community of people that are going to go and make an impact on somebody else. And I believe if we can make the world seek progress every single day, the world's going to be a much, much better place than it is right now. Because we're just going to be comp... We talked about the compound effect earlier. Mm -hmm. We're going to be compact, compounding these intentional and positive conversations um, towards more and more people. And... When negativity is in the room, people know negativity is in the room. Just remove the negativity and and don't even you don't even have to talk about positive things. Just remove the negativity, and you're going to see so much benefit come from those types of things. So, and I think I think it's so awesome, man. That's one of the things that um, you know. Obviously, we give you guys a our, our shout out in the intro and the, and the podcast every time. You know, say brought to you by LRX Apparel and use your code or whatever. But what we always you know try and throw in there a lot of times is like. Uh, you know, and at the end, I always say like, you know, you guys don't care about that. You just want a sweet looking <laughs> shirt and, you know, something that's comfortable. So right. it does that too. But I, I think that is just, it's so, so important for people, um, you know, regardless of the size of your business or if you're in a leadership role right. or wherever you are, just to understand that perspective. And you talk about compounding that within a community, that stuff's like, it's contagious too. Right. You know, it catches on and, right. and the impact just literally switching your perspective and being a little bit, again, not even trying to be extra positive because, you know, some people, they're not, you know, way out there and like, you know, I'm not a person that's going to go out of my way. And I'm like, you know, I, I try to be, you know, especially be in the face of a business. I try to be, you know, real smiley and, and encouraging. And I'm just not a, a touchy feely type of person sometimes. And that, that, that doesn't come natural to me, but um, what I have noticed a big impact is just removing that negativity yeah. and, you know, maybe not never complaining about something, um, always looking for an area that we can grow in those like, man, the impact that that has. And I've even seen it in my business. So like, um, that's one of the, it's probably a, a more of a bad thing than a good thing, but when you're in, and it can be a very good thing is when you're in a brick and mortar kind of place and, and you're in a community such as a health club, um, our staff goes a long way in setting the tone there. So right. if I'm having a rough week, I can feel it when I'm interacting with our members and just taking a step back and saying like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I have an ability to impact these people and I'm, I'm going to put my own feelings aside or whatever's going on in my personal life and just, you know, at, least, at the very least, just not be negative towards those people. Um, and that's, it's really hard to do. I know we talked about earlier, you know, I'm in a very, very small town. Um, you know, and, and not being online and, and with the world abroad with an e-commerce business, it's kind of tough. You know, that's why, you know, we're grateful for people like you mm -hmm. um, to bring into our community to where, um, you know, we can network a little bit and talk about these things. Because honestly, you know, if we have 15 business owners to, to choose from in our small town, 
you know, if 12 of them are, are a little bit negative or we don't click with or what, you know, we're kind of sound a lot kind of on our own a little right. bit. And man, that community is so, so important. Um, and that, that's just me personally in, mm-hmm. in, in, in my business life. So um, having something like, you know, the, the work that you guys are doing at LRX, not only to promote community and, and promote people to, to grow, but, um, you know, something you don't have to do. You could just sell your stuff's awesome. Looks good. It's very, very comfortable. It's one of my favorite shirts I've ever had. Uh, so you could ride on that. But yeah. I think that's why you guys you know, continue to grow um, is one that's very, very needed in the world right now. But just having, um, you know, that, that differentiator between any other brand. Um, it's, you know, and a lot of brands try and differentiate themselves on a bunch of different ways. But, um, when they talk about, you know, if, if Nike tomorrow decides they're going to do something by way of, you know, being more positive, they're just not going to have the impact that somebody who has real relationships with people, um, on a smaller scale really, really can. So mm-hmm. when you talk about real execution that I think you guys do it very, very well. Um, and it is so, so impactful. Um, but I'm going to quit compliment, you now. let you talk. Uh, so what, um, give us a, a little bit of insight here, just in your story, like how, um, you know, fitness has fit into your life. Um, you know, like me personally, I started working out for football when I was 14 and that right. was kind of like all she wrote, you know, yeah. kind of a few things, kind of watched some bodybuilders on YouTube and, um, downloaded some really crappy workouts <laughs> off the internet from bodybuilding.com in high school. And, uh, you know, continue to grow from there. But where did, where did uh, fitness kind of start from you and like kind of take this along that journey from, you know, maybe little Ryan in junior high or high school yeah. started working out to, to where you are now? Yeah. So I was a three, three sport athlete growing up. I played, uh, I played soccer, basketball and baseball um, and decided my after my sophomore year of high school, I really wanted to start competing and being ready to play college soccer because that was something I was super passionate about. Um, so I started, I started doing some cross training style, different types of stuff, mostly a lot of deadlifts, a lot of runnings, a lot of running, a lot of kettlebell swing, uh, more so like hit training. Um, when I was in my sophomore year of high school, just to prepare for college soccer. And I think I was probably weighing about 160 at the time, maybe, maybe 150. Um, pretty, I was light at that time, um, playing soccer, um, and really just wanted to be a better athlete. So I went and did that and then it helped me in my soccer so I could be prepared to play college soccer. Um, started getting into a little bit of CrossFit my senior year of high school and then went away and played college soccer, um, at the university of Finley for two years after I graduated, I, 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 after I graduated high school, I played for two years, um, in college and then I decided I didn't want to play anymore after kind of a rough season of life, um, transitioning and ended up getting my CFL one to start coaching CrossFit. And I, I really loved CrossFit, wanted to get into that. Um, and as a transition, it just became something that was, I was a competitive athlete and wanted to transition into something that would be more so competitive and grow in something that was outside of my comfort zone at the time. I was a super good runner. I could deadlift well because that deadlift was the first compound movement that I ever, ever did. Um, so those are things that I kind of ran on as kind of my skill set. Now transitioning, I've been kind of back and forth about whether or not I want to be a competitive athlete or my, you know, do I want to put all my energy into running a business. Um, but still I, I train, I coach and, you know, um, would love to be, um, able to at least compete with the athletes that we bring on for LRX. Um, but the fitness has been something that has been so influential in what I do. Cause I've seen the amount of impact it has on people. Um, and even on my own life and the ability to grow physically, but also what comes with that after you grow physically is realizing that your mental game is not very strong. So being able to grow mentally and then being able to take those things and be able to impact people with it. Um, so training for me has been something that I do consistently. I mean, I haven't skipped a beat since I first started my <laughs> sophomore year of high school, um, you know, and I was always frustrated in soccer season because I couldn't work out and I'd lose 10, 15 pounds. And by the end, I had to put it all back on. Yeah. So once I was done with soccer, I think I played soccer at, at probably 175, ended up putting on way 210 now. So put on a lot of weight, but still trying to stay, um, you know, uh, be able to go out and run still, be able to lift heavy, be able to just move well, move my body well, um, and just stay overall fit um, has been super important to me and something that I love to do um, as I grow a fitness apparel company and being able to encourage people from that standpoint as well to, to grow in their fitness and to be a better version of themselves in their fitness has been super cool. So have you set boundaries around like your, your work day in terms of making sure there was always a spot like for your training? Absolutely. Um, 
I don't train less than five days a week. Like I, I, I usually try to train once or twice a day. And usually um, it's about an hour in the morning and then 45 minutes to an hour at night. I try to do lifting and then I do a CrossFit class or so. But I just think it's so important because with the amount of fit, physical fitness that we can do, it's going to help our days. If I wake up early and I'm early, I'm up, I'm reading before I go to the gym, making sure I get a little bit of uh, easily digested carbs before I go work out, whatever it may be, um, and then hit the gym, then I'm ready and prepared to take on my day because I feel like I already accomplished something. So if you can already overcome and accomplish waking up early, eating breakfast, and then going to the gym, then your day is already set. So by 7.15, I'm back home. I'm listening to a podcast, making breakfast, taking a shower, and then going to the work, going to the office, ready to have that first cup of coffee for me because I don't drink it before I work out. But um, that's a very, very good day. Um, and I feel like I've already accomplished what I need to accomplish. And as a business owner and as a fitness apparel owner, um, I need to be able to, to say that I'm doing that, I believe. So. And did you have you ever felt any pressure? So this is one of the things that, um, you know, I sprained my hip a while back. You know, got really really bad because at the time I did it, I was really strong, so my muscle kind of like you know helped me out in terms of you know joint pain and right. stuff like that. So it really wasn't as bad as it would have been, you know, if I was super super weak at the time. But going through COVID, didn't train very much, um, and then coming back, being very very busy at our health club, sitting a lot. Um, you know, and you know, lost a lot of muscle in that process, lost a lot of my strength. It was, it was a little bit kind of depressing in my mind. Just like, right. you know, that quick turnaround, like, man, this time last year I was squatting 400 pounds and now it's like, I'm hurting so bad. I can't even put a bar on my back. Right. So part of that was, you know, dealing with that whole thing. And, you know, in nor- you know, normal cases, me as a person, I would be able to be like, oh, no, what? I'm going to let it get healed up. I'm going to get better and I'm going to hit it twice as hard and, and be, have that extra motivation. But, um, being in the fitness industry, um, I feel like there's more pressure. Do you feel like there's more pressure on you to just to be in shape? Like you feel like it's like, you know, what if you you know decide you're just like, ah, I'm just going to work out once or twice a week, stay mobile. I just want to be healthy and I'm going to go all in on business. Do you feel like you would have that pressure there? Like you put on yourself being like that expectation, like, oh man, I own a fitness apparel business. I'm supposed to look a certain way. Do you ever have that going in your head? I think the expectation definitely is there, but it's an expectation that we think people put on us but it's actually ourselves putting it on ourselves. Um, So I think being able to be self-aware and realize that where the pressure is actually coming from is super important. Um, But I do think there's going to be, there's going to come a time in my life where, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be 24 anymore. You know, I'm not going to (laughs) be young anymore and I'm going to have a family. I'm going to have a wife. I'm going to have kids. And the balance is I'm not going to be able to be selfish with my day and say, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to eat breakfast and then go to the gym and then go to the office because what about my family? Right. Right. So there is going to come a time. And at that, when that time comes, I'm going to have to shift my, my perspectives, right? I'm going to have to shift my perspectives and say, okay, maybe now is a time where I need to focus more on growing intellectually and also growing in my perspective on nutrition. And if it's, it's okay, if I only get a 45 minute workout in for the day. So knowing where you're at in your life um, and knowing what your priority should be is, is very, very important. I mean, somebody like you who just got married very recently, your priorities have very much shifted, right? So your priorities have shifted. What's most important now? It's not chase first. I mean, I'm not saying that it was chase first before, but you know, you need to focus on, on your wife and then your business and then comes this. So the perspective has changed. And I think when you get into those situations, having grace for yourself and realizing that life is not going to be the same in every season and it's going to change and it's going to mold and you're going to have to adapt to those things. But realize your health is still very important because your health is what is the baseline for longevity in your life so that you can provide for your family and that you can be there longer for your family. And don't don't escape away from that. Remember, that's important. It's super, super important, but it's going to change and it's going to shift and it's going to look different in different seasons. And that's one of the things, that perfect play between having grace from yourself and and being very, very realistic and then also having that kind of like bottom line of like you're going these things still have to happen no matter right. what. Um, and a lot of times, you know, that comes as like I need to cut some things. Like maybe I shouldn't play so much Xbox. Right. Maybe I should cut out a couple more of the little Debbies to lose more <laughs> weight and stuff like that. Ryan's never had <laughs> a little Debbie of any kind. 
He told me that today, and I almost wanted to like kick him I had out. Nutter, nutter butter. Is that a little Debbie? I think so. <laughs> okay, I don't know well, if it's, that, I should brush up and know if it's part of the McKee family of tasty treats. But <laughs> not sure. <laughs> unreal. For those of you who know me personally, I just got a little Debbie lifting team T-shirt. <laughs> I was very proud of. And uh, I'm a healthy guy, but man, I'm gonna have a fudge round here and there. Like not not even a cosmic brownie. I, I don't. I have had a cosmic brownie. Uh, yeah, I have yes, had a cosmic brownie. Okay, yes. we're good. All right, we can still be friends. <laughs> I do not know what a fudge round is. <laughs> if I saw it, if if you picked one up, I would not know what they were called. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have some at the office in the gym. I probably a, should not yes. have them there. But <laughs> Send me a picture. I want to see what these things look like. Because maybe <laughs> you I'm check wrong. my Instagram story, dude. All right, yeah, yeah. I was I was <laughs> blasting them out the other day. Okay, okay. Uh, anyways. Uh, we have, you know, and that's one of the things that that we talk about. Um, and getting back to to, to grace and accountability and, mm-hmm. and being realistic, um, you know, we had uh, we just started doing Squattober with our our health club. Well, it's not really corporate; you know, it's a lot of a lot of people are friends with, and um, you know, this is very foreign to, to most people. Obviously, most people never do a barbell squat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so but it's a five day a week program. You're squatting. Every single one of those five days, some are harder, some are easier, but at the end of the day, it's pretty tough to, you know, especially for somebody who's not in super great shape, right. um, which you tried to tell, you know, be easy on yourself. You know, you kind of want to rein it in just a little bit on those. But at the end of the day, it's really, really hard for people to have that level of consistency because their life just isn't set up for that. Like mm-hmm. you got moms and dads and people that, you know, maybe work overtime or work two jobs and, Right. maybe have the, the grace with yourself and the perspective that that's not realistic for you and that's okay. And have right. the grace with yourself to say that's okay, but also to not let that be an excuse. Right. So that's one of the things that can really, really get us in trouble. And that's one of the things that I said in that group. I said, this is a no excuses group. Like this is like, you know, we're going to be, you know, not necessarily hardcore, but it's not going to be like, oh, my legs are sore. Whatever. It's like we're going to get in there and get, we're get it done in some way, shape or fashion. Um, you know, maybe it's not most optimal, but we're, we're creating this space so that we can grow, mm-hmm. you know, grow mentally. Maybe, you know, this isn't the most optimal way to grow our quads and our glutes because we're, we do hammer them a little bit too hard, but right. this is about doing something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the, Somebody actually <laughs> brought it up to me, um, and I know she listened to it. She'll get a kick out of this, but and said, you said no excuses, and then you also said on the same post that if you can only work out three days a week, then that's totally okay. Just commit to that three days a week. And I think what people miss there is like there's a big difference between being a super, super high-level athlete and being a mom who works out two days a week, mm-hmm. but both of them probably have about the same level of commitment when you sum up all the other things that they're going on right. in their life. So that athlete, however, just happens to be only fitness. So it looks like five, six, seven days a week. Whereas when you're split between, you know, your kids and, and trying to learn how to prep food and there's and then your job, there's so many other things going on there. It's like be realistic commit to it, have grace with yourself when you slip up or, or just understand the fact that you are in a different situation. I think that could be so valuable. To, I see it every single day for so many people just to be, when you really take a, an accurate assessment of your situation and have some perspective, um, you know, kind of look around a little bit. And, and that was another thing we said in terms of comparison, like don't compare yourself to the people who are doing five days a week who or who are squatting three, 400 pounds because they're not you. And I said, if you want to compare yourself to somebody, compare yourself to, you know, the, what the rest of America is doing maybe right now during October, we're promoting overeating and the eating of like junk food and and we're glorifying food and, and maybe driving eating disorders. And we do this every single year in October, but you are lifting weights when maybe you never would have, you're doing a really hard workout when maybe you're doing a movement that you've been terrified to do for the past year. Mm -hmm. And I think just having that sense of self-awareness, with some grace because when it's without grace, it turns into self-criticism. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's something we say on the podcast all the time that I heard you say is just have grace with yourself. Um, something that is just so, so important. Um, and then, you know, as well in, in business or, you know, whether you're, um, you know, a stay at home dad or you're, uh, an entrepreneur or whatever you're doing, having that grace with yourself instead of, you know, just beating yourself up every time something slips up. How many, how many times do you, have a mishap 
you know, to LRX, it's like you missed opportunity or something that you could have done better. I mean, right. surely it's it's super, super often. Yeah, all, all the time. I mean, those are going to happen. And uh, again, like we just said, like, what are you going to do when that situation happens? Because you can either say, I'm going, I, I do a power list every single day. So I have five things that I write down that I'm going to accomplish for the day. And one of them, I try to make something outside of my comfort zone every single day. Um, and I look at those things and I used to say, so the goal, it's basically from Andy Frisella. And basically what you do is you make a power list of five things you want to attack for the day. And your goal is to be a hundred days in a row of five wins. So if you get all five things done, I mean, a hundred days in a row of, of wins, if you get all five things done, you get a W and that's a win. And if you get, if you don't do all five things, you get an L that's a loss. And I realized after a while, after doing that, I was about 20, 25 days in and I flipped the script and I said, no, I'm going to take that loss. I'm going to turn into a learn, right? Instead of, instead of focusing on wins and losses can be wins and learns because that allows you to have a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset, focusing on the, the loss of the day. Let's focus on what did I learn from the day and how am I going to move forward and be better? So when something comes up in LRX that isn't, you know, going to, which frustrates me or makes me upset about it does about the outcome. How am I going to take that and how am I going to learn from that and grow to be better, a better version of myself? What did I learn today from that situation? So I think it's so important in those in those situations when you have those times where you don't things don't happen how they, you expected them to take that and say, how am I going to learn from this? Because then that's actual growth, even though it doesn't look the same way you thought it would. It's it's still growth. And, I, and that might be one of the big takeaways for somebody who, who may be first getting into fitness. Right. So we have this idea of our head of, of what it should look like, even though that may be wildly inera- inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're first getting started, if you're somebody who is just now starting to work out or you want to work on your diet, we have this idea in our head of how glorious it's going to be and, and what it's going to look like. And it's just going to look different and learning to kind of roll with those punches and, and kind of let yourself get acclimated to that culture and that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a really big thing. And again, that all comes out of having that growth mindset, growth mindset um, and just having that grace with yourself mm-hmm. because none of these things I feel like could be accomplished. And, you know, we we're talking about, you know, running companies and, and scaling our companies and being in really great shape and um, impacting other people or maybe doing philanthropy, um, all that stuff at your core, if you're not, if you don't have grace with yourself, if you're not kind to yourself, all that's going to fall by the wayside. And you're not going to like it. You're, yeah. you're not going to enjoy the process because you're going to be so frustrated about what you didn't do every single day. What about what you did do? You yes. know, what about what you did do? Because if we've always focused about what we didn't do, we're always going to be thinking in the past, right? Instead of, again, in the present, like we talked about. So focusing on what you did do and how what you did accomplish and taking time to reflect on that is so beneficial because a lot of times we think negatively and I think it takes 10 positive thoughts out real one negative thought that you have in your head, right? So what did you do for the day? What did you accomplish as opposed to what you didn't accomplish? Right. And do you, do you have a practice for that? Like, do you have a set thing that you do to help you recognize those positive things? So um, I heard something, and this is completely unrelated, so this may be a bad example, but um, I've heard of somebody before when they come home from work, they go in a certain room in their house, bathroom, or whatever, and they wash their hands. And it's kind of literally just them saying, like, I'm washing my hands of the day mm-hmm. and I am now home and I am who I am at home, not the work version of me. And I'm here with my family, but do you have any sort of, maybe not as a tangible thing, maybe a mental thing that you do to help you kind of recount those positive things or those wins that you've done? Or is it just something that you build a habit of, of doing? Yeah. So self-reflection at the end of, at the end of my days, I try to, um, I have a, a Google doc where I literally just have the day. And if I don't do it on that, on every single day, that's fine. But I, I, I go over the days that I missed and say, what was positive about these last three or four days, four or five days, whatever it might be. That's one thing that I do. Um, I try to every single year on our business anniversary, I try to say, what were the 10 positive things, the 10 big things that happened over this past year? Because surely there were positive things that happened. I think for anybody listening right now during COVID, think about what just happened over this past year that was positive rather than negatives. Because even one, again, one negative thing could outrule all the good things that happened. So self-reflection um, on your days. So journaling and reflecting on the day, even having a sitting down and saying, I want to have a conversation with somebody about, I want to ask them what was their 10 positive things about this past year. And then you say, 
these are my 10 positive things about this past year and you guys can rejoice and be excited about it together. So just looking over the past and just taking time to self-reflect. The last thing that I do is each week I take a full day off, you know, and I, again, this doesn't look, you can't, not everybody can do this. You can't take a full day off from your family. Like that doesn't, it's not realistic, but I try to take a full day off and just go out in the woods and kind of hang back and reflect on my day, reflect on my week and just say, where have I grown this week? And in light of my goals, where have I grown this week? Um, And not what didn't I do, but where have I grown and how can, how has that helped me to be a better version of myself? And if we can understand that and we can see the positive, um, man, we're just going to have so much fun being able to see how our lives have changed and molded and worked because maybe just stepping foot in the gym this week was the biggest bit of growth that you were able to have. And that's a beautiful thing if you haven't done that in years, right? Yeah. And, And one of the things that, Again, this all kind of comes full circle when you're speaking of maybe like, you know, going on a hike or, or just taking, you know, maybe some other activity because, you know, that's that's just what you do. It's not nothing special. We hear that a lot about like right. people like, oh, I go out in the woods and I do this. Like, man, what the heck is it about the woods? All these people go right. out to the woods, but which <laughs> there is, you know, obviously unplugging and being in nature is very, very important um, at the risk of sounding like a total hippie. However, um, it could just be something that you enjoy doing. You know, right. you know, just, just taking that time. Um, for me, it's cleaning, detailing cars. Like, I really like cleaning my truck. I like to build things sometimes. So, like, just doing stuff like that, it kind of helps me just um, separate a little bit as long as I enjoy doing it. Um, so, anything that you enjoy doing. But if you're doing that and you're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, this this guy, this Ryan guy on the podcast on Jim Geeks Radio said I need to self-reflect so I can, you know, help be more positive and, and, and grow more. But every time I go to do that, you know, if I self-reflect, I think of all the bad things that I did, or, or I just beat myself up because of what I get, what I didn't do. And again, it all just comes back to that having a little bit of grace with yourself, um, and then being realistic. And and I think honestly, for a big piece of that is is not comparing yourself to other people and, right. and understanding your journey is that, relative to yourself, not yeah. anybody else. Yeah, and that's a that's a really tough thing, um, but it is you know absolutely essential that you recognize that. Um, and I think it's, I think that's really, really tough for a lot of people to do. Um, but, and just starting those practices, when you started doing that, did you feel really silly? Like, or did it feel pretty the self-reflection? Natural? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause it was, it was, it was foreign to me. It was, and I was somebody that always thought about the negatives, right? I think about the negatives, but then I reflect and I talk out loud to somebody else. And they say to me, they said, man, that sounds like you had a lot of positives that happened this week. You know, and um, so, yeah, it was definitely foreign to me when I first started. But after time, it just began to be something that was like, so I needed that day. Like I, I crave that day. It's like you crave going to the gym or you crave certain foods, whatever. I mean, I crave that day because I saw the benefit that it had for my whole entire week after that. Um, so, yeah, definitely foreign. But I think we thrive in situations that are uncomfortable. So we embrace those and we make we make uh, make do with what we have. So. And that's and if anything that can be our call to action for today is to do something that makes you uncomfortable. Right. Um, if it's something also that is along the lines of helping you with your mental health, because you know this is a, a podcast we talk a lot about physical fitness, and sometimes we like to talk about you know muscle centric medicine or how to create maximum tension on a bicep curl so you can you know impress all the ladies at the beach. But at the end of the day, all this comes down to is is a lot of times if your mental health isn't there and your your just your spiritual health isn't there, if those things aren't there, that is your foundation to your physical body. Right. Um, and it is uh, it's I think it's very foreign to us in Western cultures. I think we've definitely lost a sense of that. Um, and I think it's one of those things where now we're seeing like um, you know almost imposter imposters of of things that that are supposed to mimic good mental health and good spiritual health and people we're clinging to that because we haven't seen anything like that for so long but we're starving for it um, and that's not a not a religious thing or anything like that it's just a, a fact that um, you know our connection between our, our mind body and spirit is so deep to the fact where you will never attain. A, a great physique for a long time. Now, I actually said this on the last episode. So I said, um, you know, some of the people with the best physiques in the world are, you know, have a screw loose, like, or are extremely, extremely insecure. And they're, they're, they're driving 100%. so deep into that, but it's usually, and I said, I was even that boat. So I was, you know, out of high school and into college, the best I ever looked in my life is because I was deeply, deeply insecure. So that insecurity of just how my body looked drove me to the gym six days a week for an hour, hour and a half, never missed a meal. 
And outside looking in, you're like, man, this guy has it together. What did that turn into? As soon as things got tough and I couldn't sustain it anymore, it made everything else kind of come crashing down. It's really, really tough. And, you know, some people may think, well, I'd do anything to have a better body. But just trust me that on the other side of that, you may have it for a little while, but you're just basically only renting it. So these things we're talking about, they're not some woo-woo out there, you know, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur thing. It's, it's vital to everything we do and it has carryover into everything. Right. Um, these are like really, really foundational things. So, um, and it all starts with, you know, if somebody can listen to this and be like, I totally agree, but that's really uncomfortable. I think it all kind of comes down to getting out of your comfort zone, understanding that modern life is the most comfortable we have all ever been mm-hmm. in any course of history and learning to embrace discomfort, learning to welcome discomfort might be your biggest advantage if you're a competitive person in business, in fitness. It will make you a, a, a better wife or husband or whatever. It's just it's that kind of self-discipline kind of thing that is so, so important. Um, and I'll have one last thing here. Uh, we've been going about an hour here. First of all, really appreciate you coming yeah, down man. and, it's great. Uh, uh, and spending the day with us and, and hopping on the podcast. But um, I, I've, so you talked a little bit about CrossFit, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we hate on CrossFit all the time with Jimmy's <laughs> radio, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, okay, okay. Uh, but we do, you know, always give credit. Like, uh, you know, what we always teach you, I, I just told you just a couple minutes ago is, um, you know, we never say anything in terms of like, no, it's, it, it, the, the modality is bad or whatever. It's just that, you know, we warn you know, somebody who may get in a bad box, mm-hmm. somebody who it may be, be a, a mimic of CrossFit and just throw some some 40-year-old lady in and do, doing hang cleans and all this stuff and, and just understanding that it is a complex sometimes modality of exercise and you need to get in a good box that's going to teach you those things and, and have a good coach like somebody like you um, that takes care and, and it's not just a money-making thing. That's right. more what we um, – but um, some people may – maybe they watch us on YouTube and like, man, Ryan's – a lot more jacked than Chase is. I think we're going to do CrossFit. So um, whenever I do go to join the cult, is it like a blood oath or? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a signature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got one of those, we're in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, I had to get a CrossFit jab in there. I couldn't let Dang, you get dude. out of here. <laughs> I don't even like CrossFit that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got we did the uh, Guido pump this morning. Yeah, we did, dude. And uh, I was feeling a pump. I liked it. Yeah. It's a good I, feeling. I understand why you do it. Yeah, dude. It's uh, I'm not going to say what Arnold said about it and pumping iron because it's a little yeah. too vulgar okay, for our okay. podcast. Yeah, but will uh, talk later. <laughs> man, I, I appreciate you coming on, yeah, man, man. And um, Absolutely. Use code for you. 15% off Absolutely. LRX. I feel like everybody's going to be going to LRXParrel.com <laughs> right now, man. Yep. I'm All right. buying. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you. Yep. Thank you so much for listening to Jim Geeks Radio. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jim Geeks Radio, as well as LRX Apparel. I'm sure you've already uh, checked them out at LRXApparel.com. And thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, and I know today was a good one, get on the Share Squad screenshot. Throw that up on your Facebook, Instagram story. Make sure you tag us so we can show you guys some love. Thank you all so much on the Share Squad for doing that. It helps us grow so much, helps us help more people. And without any further ado, we will see you next time.